1: And welcome to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome this fine Saturday morning. And as always, we truly appreciate you taking the time to tune in and listen to our program. We know how valuable your time is. And so our goal week after week is to motivate, spiritually elevate, and help you, maybe if you're in a spot somewhere in your walk with the Lord, in your walk of faith, to give you some insight into maybe some other things that you haven't thought about. Minimally, we're here to encourage you in your walk with the Lord. We're here to encourage you to continue in faith in your walk with Jesus Christ. It is so imperative that you understand the simplicity of being a person of faith, what that is. And I don't mean there's not complicated issues that come along, but for us as believers, the work against sin has been done, and it was done and accomplished in the death of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And a very important thing that we that we seem to forget so often is that by that sacrifice, by his death, and as the scriptures say, by his wounds, we are healed. I think that uh, it is really important that we look at scriptures like Galatians, the letter to the Galatians, 5.1. Um, and it says this, for freedom Christ has set us free. For us to be free. Stand firm, stand strong, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. And there's just this absolutely beautiful song that's out there if you if you get a chance to hear it. And it starts out kind of like I'm not going to sing it to you because I I don't have a very good voice, but the words are this. I am no longer a slave to sin, I am a child of God. So welcome this Saturday morning to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome to this week's program, The Holy Suffering, Part 2, and what that actually means for us when we're doing Holy Suffering. You know, in the, in the previous program, we, we talked about we can suffer for all kinds of dumb things that we do and mistakes that we do. There is suffering that we make on our own by poor choices, and there is also suffering that can be put upon us by others. And when we suffer for the sake of the gospel in the name of Christ, when we suffer on that behalf, that is a suffering that elevates us. And you're like, Dan, how can that do that? And that is because in that suffering, when we suffer for righteousness sake, when we suffer for doing good in a world that sees wrong as good and right as wrong, God lifts us up. It improves our character. It improves our witness. It improves the sharing of the gospel in the way that we can relate to those who are in the middle of suffering themselves. And it's important how we understand that. In first Peter chapter four, verse 19, it essentially says this, let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their souls to him in doing good. In other words, even in the midst of all of the suffering that you may experience on behalf of the gospel, commit our entire being, our entire essence in to continue to do good, even though we may be pressed upon from all sides. Because in those moments, in, in that trial, in that tribulation, the God of all creation will reach down to you and provide you with the strength and the wisdom to go through whatever it is. When the Israelites came to the edge of the Red Sea, when they had left the bondage of the Egyptians, they thought they were done. Moses, what have you led us to? What have you done to us? Take us back. Let us go back into slavery. We're going to drown. But in the midst of all of that doubt and all of the suffering and worry that they began to put themselves through, Moses did and followed God's instructions, raised his hands, and the seas parted. And those kinds of things can happen in your life. It may not be as dramatic as uh, saving a nation through the parting of seas, but it certainly will be saving an individual or individuals in their tribulation. And that's what we want to be part of. Because, look, when we're choosing to suffer, right, If we choose to suffer, uh, there must be something really wrong with us if you choose to suffer for no good reason. But choosing God's will, remember, we're saying, God, you have control of our life. I am submitting, I am surrendering all that I am to you, even if it means you will suffer. And in that suffering... It's something very different. And no, no normal or healthy uh, believer ever chooses suffering. But we choose God's will, just as Christ did. Christ chose the suffering, whether it's suffering or not. We choose God's will. We don't second guess. Oh, Lord, I will do whatever you ask. As long as I don't suffer? No, no, no. That's not how it works. Because in suffering, we are polished. The dross and the imperfections that have been heaped upon us through our flesh and through generational sin are lifted away by Jesus' sacrifice. Remember, when the Son sets us free, we are truly free, and our sins are no more remembered. They are as far from the east as to the west. It is amazing what God has done, but yet we continue to fall backwards into the condemnation of when we see ourselves begin to break down because we're not reaching for God. We're not asking God. We're not praying for the door to be open or for the question to be answered. And then we begin to slip and give in to sin because we haven't trusted 100% that God has got us. And he does. And he does. And what is the requirement? Faith. Faith that God is true. Faith that God's word is true. And what he has said and shared to us is true. And I believe that it is true. And in my life, I have seen so many examples where God has led me into the tribulation and through the tribulation. More times than I care to admit and probably more times than I can count, even if I took my shoes off. But I trust, just like that little Sunday school song we used to sing. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Such simple words that I sang as a toddler in Sunday school, but so simple to the point of the truth of what we need to do. Salvation is not complex. It's not convoluted. It is very straightforward and simple. Place your faith in Jesus Christ. Believe that he died on the cross and rose on the third day. And the death was so that your sins would be forgiven. All placed on his shoulders. And eternal life in the fact that he was raised from the grave three days later. That is what we trust in. And so from that point going forward, we submit and surrender to God's will. And when we do that, when we put our faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, that the only thing that he has in store for us is good, the road can be rough. Every road you travel in, in life has its bumps. Has its terms, has its hills, has its valleys. And, but when we navigate them with the Holy Spirit, life is different. Our experiences are different. What we experience becomes a learning moment instead of a crushing out of existence moment. And I think that is so important for you. And I to understand. Remember, no normal, healthy believer ever chooses suffering. He simply chooses God's will. And just as Jesus did, whether it meant suffering or not. And no believer, here's another quick, important point no believer should ever dare to interfere with the lesson of suffering that's being taught in another believer's life. And when I say interfere, I'm not saying that you don't lift up. I'm not saying that you don't provide scriptural relief and prayerful support for that individual, but you don't interject yourself into it to place a blame game on them. Oh, you did this. Oh, you did that. We all did this, and we all did that. Yet Jesus remains the same. Then, now, and forevermore stands in our place, died on our behalf. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We'll be right back after this. Stay tuned.
0: WPG Talk Radio
1: 95.5. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you for joining us again on this fine Saturday morning. And as always, we truly appreciate you tuning in and taking the time to listen to our program. Should you have any questions about today's program or maybe a question about a program you've heard in the past or maybe even something you'd like to hear me discuss in the future, please contact me at Saturday morning, Dan Brown at yahoo.com. And also if you would like a free Bible sent to you. Email me your name and your address, and I commit and make a promise to you that I will not use your information for anything other than to get you that Bible. And please, my prayer is you wear out the pages because our program, after all, is not to be the end all of a particular subject or scripture or chapter that we're talking about, but it is to begin Uh, It's the beginning of the conversation. It's the beginning of hopefully a deeper dive by you into these subjects. And this subject may set your heart aflame and say, what is the difference between conviction and condemnation? Let me figure that out. And it's important to know the difference in those kinds of things. So please take the opportunity of our program to let it be the, the beginning, the impetus for you to continue studying in God's word. And always, before you begin to study the text, before you begin to study these holy scriptures inspired by men thousands of years ago, left and, and, and preserved for our education, a love letter To humanity. So often people say, oh, the Bible is nothing but about man's failures and man's imperfection. Yeah, that's kind of mentioned in there a few times. But what the Bible is about is God's love for humanity and what he has done and what he will do and what he will continue to do throughout eternity. The Bible is a book of promises from the creator of the universe to his creation about what he will do. And believe me, brothers and sisters, every promise that God has made through the scriptures has been fulfilled up right up until this day and will continue to find fulfillment into the future. And we await. The second coming of our great and holy king, the Lord of Lord, the Prince of Peace. We wait for that kingdom where there's no more rapists, no more murders, no more sickness, no more cancers, no more illnesses, no more child pornography, no more pornography, no more death. All of those things wiped away. From humanity, only the basking of God's wonderful church, wonderful believers basking in the everlasting light of God's holiness, all evil done away with. And I can't think of a person who would not want that. I can't think of a person that has a child, a daughter, a young son who could continue not to want that in the future when there is a moment, a chance at any time. Listen, we listen to politicians endlessly tell us how this time they're going to get it right when they've been in office for 30, 40, 50, some 60 years, my friends. But this time, they're going to get it right. That's not the case. My citizenship, as the Bible says, lies in the heavens. And I am under a kingship. And my king is Jesus Christ. And I patiently await, as the Lord's Prayer says so often, We talk about the Lord's prayers. How many times have we repeated endlessly? Our Father who art in heaven, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that is the day that we patiently wait. Not wishing that anyone would be lost, but that all would come to a saving knowledge of their Lord and Savior. Amen. That is what I wait for. Now, back to our program, Holy Suffering. And I want to tell you that, uh, again, I I, on the last part, I left off saying that no believer should interfere with a lesson of suffering uh, that's being taught to another believer in their life. Because so often we come in with a worldly perspective of why they are suffering. And we shouldn't do that. There is encouragement that can take place, encouragement to pray, encouragement to trust in the Lord, but to try to circumvent their circumstances that God is leading them through to learn some dramatic lesson, to improve them, perfect them, mold them into the precious element, to turn their robes from scarlet into white, we need to be cautious. Very, very cautious. And you know what the Bible says. Take the plank out of your own eye before you try to remove the speck from your brothers. So, and think about this. The believer who satisfies the heart of Christ will make other believers strong and mature for God. You see the difference of what I'm trying to share with you. But people used to strengthen us are never those that sympathize with us. Let me repeat that to you. The people that God uses to strengthen us are not the people who sympathize with us. In fact, many times we're hindered by those who give us their sympathy. Poor you. I feel so sorry for you, poor you. Because what can happen with sympathy, what we want is their love, we want is their strength, we want to be uplifted by their prayer because sympathy can serve to weaken us in the midst of our trial and give us wrong thinking about what's taking place. And because what happens is sometimes if we accept that sympathy – of another believer, our spontaneous feelings, our thought are, think about this, think about has this happened to you, is, oh, God is dealing too harshly with me and making my life too difficult. Oh, you see where that leads? You see how you can trip over the stone of sympathy? When what we need is the word of prayer and uplifting. And there is a difference. And that's why Jesus said that self-pity was of the devil, was wicked in Matthew 16, 21 and 23. And so we must be merciful to God's reputation because it's easy for us to tarnish God's character. Because why? Because God never argues back with us. He never tries to defend or vindicate himself in us. It eventually happens through the learning where we go, oh, God, I see. I I see what you took me through. Thank you, Lord, in my prayers so you understand. I thank God as much for the blessings as I do for the experiences. I do. For the, for the, for the. I do endlessly because I know without those trials and tribulations, I will never fully understand what it means to be truly happy in the Lord. Right? God will vindicate us. He will lead us through. We don't vindicate ourselves. So again, beware of thinking that Jesus needed sympathy during his life on earth. He did not need sympathy. In fact, he refused the sympathy of the people because he knew in his great wisdom, he knew that no one on earth understood his purpose. See Matthew 16, 23. And the only sympathy that he accepted was the sympathy of his father and his angels, who God the Father, of course, understood what was needed. And you can see Luke 15, 10 for that as well. So I hope you're following along with this. Because we want to make sure That we understand when we're helping someone properly along through what they're experiencing. It's important to understand. And prayer is so important in the life of a believer for other believers. Lifting up instead of only praying about your needs. Our main prayer should be continuously and endlessly. God, your will be done in my life. Because that phrase is all inclusive of everything that we need to be provided by the creator of the universe for us to become what we were meant to be. Now, God seems to plant his believers in the most useless places sometimes for you and I. We look at, oh, we're here, we're there. And then we say, God intends for me to be here because I'm so useful for him. Uh Uh-oh, that red flag better pop up in your mind. Yet Jesus never measured his life by how or where he was of the greatest use. He just went where God led him to go. God places his believers where they will bring the most glory to him. So when we try to think ahead of God as though some gift that we possess will help God accomplish his plan, you're already in the wrong thinking. Put all of your gifts aside, and God will use what's in you that he provided to give him glory. And in giving him glory, you will learn, and your robes will be made as white as snow. Remember that. It is so important. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We'll be right back after this.
0: When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. I'm Karen McHugh. Another Kentucky law enforcement officer is dead after being wounded in a standoff Thursday. Prestonburg officer Jacob Chaffins died of his wounds Friday night. That makes three officers killed. These are human beings. These are people with children, spouses, and mom and dad's. And their world will never be the same. Floyd County Attorney Keith Bartley, the officers were all gunned down as they tried to serve a warrant related to domestic violence. Abortions in Texas are blocked once more. The Texas Supreme Court puts abortions on hold again. The state high court, with its nine Republican justices, temporarily blocked a lower court order that allowed abortions to resume for up to six weeks of pregnancy. At issue are Texas abortion laws that predate Roe v. Wade and are still on the books. Fox's Carmen Roberts. America is listening to Fox News. Here, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Periods of clouds and sunshine today. A brief shower or two in the morning, followed by a couple of showers and a heavy thunderstorm in the afternoon. Storms can bring flash flooding and damaging winds with a high of 87. Overcast and humid tonight with a few showers and a heavy thunderstorm with a low of 70. I'm AccuWeather's Gregory Patrick on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station.
1: And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Again, thank you for tuning in and joining me this morning with our program this week, Holy Suffering. This is kind of a part two. And I think these things are very important for us to understand uh, in the believer's life. And so often we forget about these things and we get lost in the cares of the world and of our daily life and they become so central in everything that we do and we tend to minimize our faith. We tend to minimize our walk within the Lord. And in fact, the reality of it is, is our walk and our faith should be central should be paramount in every decision we make. Step back for a minute and have an honest conversation with yourself. Are you making your faith the priority in your life? Is Jesus Christ the center focus of your life? Think about that as we continue on with today's program. There's a scripture in Matthew 8, 26, and it says, Why are you fearful, O oh, you of little faith? And it's a good question that we he asks us. Why are we so fearful? Because when we have perfect love for God, When we are functioning and have surrendered and given all over everything to him to be the Lord of our life, there is no more fear because the Bible also says that perfect love casts out all fears. So if you have worry, if you have fear, you haven't submitted and surrendered to the point of allowing that perfect love of the Savior, that perfect love of God as the Ten Commandments. What is one? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul. Very important. And when you're doing that, You are making yourself available for the Holy Spirit to possess you and guide you. The Spirit is no longer in a building. what, What building can contain God and the Spirit of God? Nothing can. Nowhere. But God has created within you every human being alive, a place, the real temple, what that giant stone structure was there to represent. Your body is the outside of the temple. And the holy of holies is your soul, where the Holy Spirit is meant to dwell. That is what is so often missed, so often missed. We've related to buildings, which we call churches. The church is not the building. The church is every one of you, every brother and sister who attends an assembly. And we talk about so many churches Many denominations, many, and we all have these millions and millions of disagreements over trivial doctrine. We sue each other in court. This should not be, brothers and sisters. It should not be. The Bible says you shouldn't take your brother to court. And what God seeks to do is have his church? There is one church, one bride, the bride of Christ. Nowhere does it say that the bride, that Christ has many, many, many brides. One bride, the church, who you are made up with. And they all tried to do those things. You remember, if you if you're a studier of the uh, New Testament, you know I follow Paul, I follow Peter, I'm following James, huh? No, it was no, no, no. We follow our king, Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ has one bride and one church. And I tell you, brothers and sisters, unite as one body. You want revival in this world? Unite together. Put aside the trappings and the decorations of buildings. There's nothing wrong with meeting an assembly in a building to have a service and be educated and praise the Lord. But we are not a bunch of separate churches. We are one body, one church in Jesus Christ. And we need to conduct ourselves that way. And could you believe what Christ can do with us when we are in that proper frame of mind and spirit. Can you believe it? And it will come. But it is a shame that Jesus has to ask that when he makes his presence again, when Jesus comes to collect the faithful, he asks, is he going to find anybody? Why does he ask that? Because right now we are in such division. We are divided in our hearts. Don't be divided. Be of one mind and one body and one Lord, Jesus Christ. Focus on what is true salvation and put aside the things that you poke at each other about. And give glory and honor to one king. Jesus Christ. Those are the important things. Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? When we're afraid, the least we can do is pray. And that's that's where you go, man. You, You feel something come upon you. You feel pressed upon and crushed. Take it to prayer immediately. Don't wait. Don't take a pill. Don't Uh, Go to God. He is waiting and anxious to hear your prayers and supplications to him. But our Lord has the right to expect that those whose name, whose name we use continually, have confidence in him. That's important. That's faith, confidence. The knowledge of something unforeseen. God expects his children to be so confident in him in any crisis that they are the ones who are reliable. There it said. It said. His church, his body, his bride is not fearful. His children are so Confident that in any crisis, we are the ones who are reliable. As the world crumbles around us, we don't worry. We pray for God's will to be done. Yet sometimes our trust is only in God up to a certain point, And then we turn back to the elementary panic-stricken prayers of those people who don't even know God. Listen, there's many atheists that at the point of a total crisis, you will see their lips moving, and it's prayer. Yeah, Lord, I know I rejected you, God, but if you're there, (laughs) this is the end coming, help me. When we come to our wit's end, showing that we don't have the slightest amount of confidence in Him or His sovereign control of the world, we dishonor God. We do a disservice to our faith. We are reliable and confident in God's word that his word is true and everything that God has said would take place has will and will to come to us so often when we when when we're seeing and we're failing in a crisis we think that somehow he's asleep and all we see are giant breaking waves on the sea ahead of us. And yet, God's promise to his people was, I will lead you through. And as Moses stood on the edge of the sea, the waves were parted. Trust in the Lord so that when you face the crisis, you see these crises ahead of you, the tribulation. The world will panic and the believers will stand fast and look to our king and savior in confidence that his will will be done. Oh, you of little faith. What a stinging pain must have shot through disciples as they surely thought to themselves, we missed the mark again. And what a sharp pain will go through us if we suddenly realize that we could have produced complete and utter joy in the heart of Jesus by remaining absolutely confident in him in spite of what we were facing. There are times when there is no storm or crisis in our lives. And we do all that is humanly possible. Humanly possible. Let me leave you with that thought, and I'll be right back after this. Stay tuned. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
0: when you need to know it's wpg talk radio 95.5 and the wpg talk radio app
1: and welcome back to saturday morning with dan brown here on wpg talk radio 95.5 thank you for joining me this saturday morning as always truly appreciate you taking the time if you have any questions just contact me it's Saturday Morning Dan Brown at yahoo.com. And if you'd like a free Bible, please contact me with your name and your address. It's Saturday Morning Dan Brown at yahoo.com. And I will get you that Bible free of charge. I commit to you. I will not use your information for anything other than to send you that Bible. I can't believe we're in the last segment of Saturday morning. Already, man, the time goes fly. Uh, the time flies by when you're doing something that you care about deeply. And I care about the gospel. I care about you. I have a love and a deep heart for God's people. And in the service that I do here, many of you may know that I'm the president and CEO of the Atlantic City Rescue Mission. And I find myself in quandaries many times about serving those in need because after all if you understand what you become right what you become is a person of faith what you become is a member of Christ's church what you become as you become a member of the bride you become a servant you are the same as your savior and he came to serve which was so evident in the night that he kneeled down and washed the disciples' feet. He washed his creation's feet knowing full well that he was about to give his life for all of humanity. Jesus was about to set us free from all that we had become in our sinful nature, our passed down nature, he took away upon his shoulders. When the sun sets you free, you are free. When you look to Christ and, and when you all of a sudden begin to step back and you look in the mirror and you say, I am so unworthy jesus says to you i made you worthy i took on myself your burdens your sin once and for all once and for all and so when we look at jesus in his eyes when we see him spiritually and we feel the condemnation roll over us to take us away. Stand strong. You can feel the conviction, which is the wake-up call. But the condemnation has been removed. It is removed. And Jesus says, come to me, all you All you who have sinned, all of you who have a burden, come to me for my yoke is light. Come to me, regardless of your sin, regardless of your life. Today, make today the change. Wherever you are right now, whatever you're doing, step aside. Take a few minutes. A small, simple prayer Coming to know the Lord Jesus Christ is not complicated. It is very simple, as all the things that Jesus said and did. Coming to salvation is not complex. And there is no one, there is no other human being on this planet that can bring you to Christ. There is only one mediator between God and man, and it is Jesus Christ. Today, make today the moment that you say, you know, Lord, I am tired of being broken. I am tired of giving into sin. I am tired of these thoughts that I can't control. I am tired of looking at pornography. I am tired of lying. I am tired of stealing. I am tired of cheating on my wife. I am tired of all these things that make me less. You can feel the conviction of what we have done and then accept the gift, the free gift, the free gift of God. There is no book that you're going to buy, that you're going to pay for. There is The salvation is not gone through us paying for something to come to us. It is a free gift that was paid for by the life of Jesus Christ. Now, if you want to read other things for entertainment or continue your education in some way, go for it. But that is not how salvation comes to you. There's a lot of people making a lot of money off of faith. (laughs) Give your life to Christ today. excuse me, give your life to Christ. We have all made mistakes. We have all done wrong things. No, there is none who have not sinned. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But today... Today is the day if you have not, or if you've backslided a bit and just gone this way and that way, but you still believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, make that full commitment of surrender today. He is waiting. The God that loves you. That gave his only begotten son on your behalf. There is no greater gift that can be given than one give their life for their brother. There is no greater gift. You are redeemable. It doesn't matter if you're in a prostit- if you've been in a prostitution, uh, you know, doing those kinds of things. It doesn't matter if you've used drugs. It doesn't matter if you've drunk. It doesn't matter. All these things don't matter any longer. Give your life to Christ and your life will begin to change. And you can reach to the source of strength that is beyond us. Sure, you've fallen a hundred times. You've tried to get rid of that addiction. You've tried to to turn off the Internet, to stay away from pornography and stop doing this and stop doing those awful things. What did Jesus do with the prostitute as all those crowd brought that prostitute to Jesus? They they were waiting for him to condemn her. She's a picture of all of us. She's a picture of all of us. And Jesus said to the crowd, whoever is without sin, cast the first stone. And I guarantee you that in that crowd were men who had had affairs with her around their wives. The reason they were carrying the stones was so they could silence her and cover up their own sin. Sound familiar? Hmm. But what did Jesus do? He wrote some words on the ground, scribbled in the sand. And one by one, all those individuals in the crowd dropped those stone and walked away because each one was convicted in their heart that they truly too had sinned and had no right to be judging this woman and so Jesus said the author of salvation said to this woman neither do i condemn you go away Go on and sin no more. That speech was for all of us. Just like when Jesus talked to Peter before he ascended into heaven and he looked to Peter who had denied him three times and even brought curses down on him. And he said, Peter, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know I do. And he asked him three times and each time he said to him, feed my sheep. And the lesson here for us in Jesus speaking to Peter, how many times have we denied Jesus saying that we're believers, sitting in the, in the church or the pew, wherever you go, that church building on a Sunday or on a Sabbath, Saturday, depending on which religion you are, saying, and worshiping, and singing, and then all the rest of the week back to sinning. How many times have we done that? And just like Peter, when we go and do that, we are rejecting Christ. We are denying Christ as we continue to return to that sin time after time after time, ignoring the gift of salvation that has been given to us. And after three times, Peter said, you know all things, Lord. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. You who are of the bride, you who are of the church, as it has been said to Peter, you are called to feed the sheep. And I pray that you do so. I pray that. That you do. And my prayer is today. That those of you who may be listening. Who are not believers. Maybe today. Today you will enter into prayer. And into communion. With our holy father. I pray today. That you will have taken the step. Towards eternal salvation. I am a sinner like you. Who face daily battles. But I give it over to the Lord when I face my weakness, when I feel drawn in a direction that I know is improper. I say, Lord, give me the strength that my flesh does not have. And I cry out as David did in Psalms, Lord, create in me a new heart. And I pray you do the same. God bless you all. You've been listening to Saturday morning with Dan Brown here on WPG talk radio 95.5. God bless you all. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra
0: mile and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts. So you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus.